Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing Podcast with your hosts, yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined, as always, by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over. Gone. The Pistols Firing Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the Pistols Firing Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. I'm flying solo today, but I do have a special guest, Courtney Bay. She is a creative director at Oklahoma State. She wears many hats. I don't know if creative director does her job justice, but she works on men's and women's basketball, making videos, uh, photo shoots, graphic design work. Uh, You've undoubtedly seen her work uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on social media, on YouTube, somewhere, uh, and maybe you didn't know it was her, but we are going to, uh, we're going to talk to her about just kind of how she ended up in this role, what it's like, uh, what she, you know, kind of what her day-to-day looks like. I, I, I think that we sometimes, you know, we, we see all the obvious stuff in OSU world and sometimes we miss the people who create the stuff that's not as obvious. So I wanted to kind of talk to her a little bit about that and yeah, just kind of her, her uh, job and her uh, kind of how she, the path that she took to, to get to this position at Oklahoma state. So let's get to this week's guest brought to you by Chris's university of spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on campus corner and be sure to shop online at Chris university spirit.com. Okay. We've got Courtney Bay, creative director at Oklahoma state. Uh, Courtney, is that, is that the right title? That's what it says on your Twitter profile, but it feels like you do more than, than creative direct. Um, I do a little bit of everything. So technically I think my title is creative services director for Oklahoma state basketball. Cause I work with men and women. Um, but I do a little bit of design, photography, videography, all that good stuff. So that's how they kind of rolled into just creative because it's kind of all under that umbrella yeah I like that well first of all before we get to before we get to kind of your job and and what things have looked like at Oklahoma State for you uh, how's the quarantine Mm -hmm. life going for you how how has your pandemic time been are you are you reading more more Netflix how's that going (laughs) um so the thing about my job is it hasn't really stopped uh because recruiting is a big part of my job so it looks a little different right now but I've still been working pretty much uh, Monday through Friday, just like I would normally. Um, like I, you know, work remotely a lot of the year because we go on so many road trips and stuff. So I'm kind of used to that part. But I've been binge watching a lot on Netflix, Hulu, HBO, pretty much anything. So um, it's been a little weird, but I'm kind of enjoying the downtime. As weird as that sounds, it's. Um, it. I wish the season hadn't ended the way that it did, but it's nice to have been to be able to spend time with my husband and just kind of um, relax a little bit in that way. So give me, give me a good show that you guys have been watching. Um, we, we like to go back and rewatch a lot of favorites. So we've been rewatching community since they just put it on Netflix. That's kind of our, our all time favorite. Um, I haven't watched tiger King yet. I know that's like, I shouldn't admit that living in Oklahoma, but it's on the list. We just, uh, we like comedies and kind of the feel good stuff sometimes. Yeah. So, I, I have not, I, I can't bring myself to do the tiger King thing. It's uh, it just I want to watch it. I just, I know that I need to be in the right like mood for it. And I just don't know if I'm in that headspace yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like a lot. Well, I, I do. Uh, yeah. 
I do want to talk to you about your job because, you know, I think that people, probably a lot of Oklahoma State fans and, and most of the people listening to this have seen your work, even if they don't know mm-hmm. that it was you that that, that created it or, or that was in charge of it. So give me an idea of just, I don't know, as, as, as specific as you can, like what's your day-to-day look like, looks like and, and what mm-hmm. you're working on in terms of projects and just the different things that are going on in, in OSU world. Yeah. Um, well, every day is a little different, kind of depending on if we're in season, out of season. Um, right now, I'm working on a lot of recruiting graphics, um, some video like highlights and recaps of the season still, and then um, just kind of the more boring like logging and archiving and making sure that everything is searchable for when we need to go back and find it in you know a couple of years. So um, it can be kind of any um, a multitude of things depending on the day but um usually i'll start my week i'll meet with um my sids i work with Stephen howard and ryan cameron and i'll just kind of get a feel for any big events that we have coming up that week or any storylines that we feel like we want to touch on that maybe we haven't yet um so obviously in season a lot of that is determined by what's happening on the court but um off season it could be okay they've got a cool work out there doing this week or they're doing some community service or something like that. So um, a lot of it is just kind of being around the team and seeing what they're doing and then figuring out the best way to kind of tell that story, whether, you know, I'm fortunate enough, I have a lot of um, freedom in making those choices. So if I want to do, you know, a graphic series or photos or video, I can kind of work with, um, I have a couple interns that I work with and then work with those SIDs to kind of, I guess, figure out the best way to tell those stories in a way that we think would impact people the most. So I can answer more specifics if you have more specific questions. It's kind of, that's kind of a broader uh, day-to-day. Like right now I'm working on highlights just for some of our um, individual players. Um, we, I don't know if people have seen some of those go out already, but we usually do those to recap the season. We did our big um, men's basketball did a season recap a couple weeks ago. Um, and then it's kind of a lot of, just recruiting graphics and kind of more behind the scenes stuff. So when you talk about making those videos, like let's say you're taking mm-hmm. a, a Lindy Waters and you're making like a one minute highlight video of him. Is that something that ends mm-hmm. up on, is that strictly Instagram and Twitter or is that something that's going on YouTube and maybe on like the, like a, 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 a the stadium video board next year? Like where, where, what all places do, yeah. does stuff like that end up? It kind of depends on the project. Um, Twitter and Instagram are the big ones just because obviously Instagram is where most of our recruits are. Twitter is where a lot of our fans are. And then obviously some on Facebook as well. Um, YouTube, we kind of use as more of our long form, um, I guess, like those really permanent pieces. So like the season recaps, um, like the senior thank you video, cinematic highlights, things that we would really want to go back and reference a ton that are maybe a little bit longer. Um, so we do so many of those quick hitters for social that we try not to put everything on YouTube and there's a lot of, you know, copyright issues or, um, things can kind of get lost pretty quickly with all the sports that we have. So we try to be more selective on that side. But, um, so like when we do our season ending highlights, um, usually we will, we have a program called open doors that lets us, um, create content for our players to kind of help brand them and keep them help them tell the story on their accounts as well. And so um, we'll let the kids kind of pick their own song. And then, you know, we have to find a clean version and make sure it's something appropriate and all that good stuff. But 
um, we'll kind of talk through it with them and see what message they want to reflect and send at the end of each season. So that's one way that we're able to kind of um, brand them as individuals, also as part of our larger um, men's and women's basketball programs. So and then when it's you, a little different for each project. Yeah. So when you talk about recruiting, I, I think the part that's interesting to me there is is what I guess the the channels that you're sending stuff out on is that mostly like mm-hmm. um, stuff that you're sending guys, I guess privately, obviously, or 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 women, yeah. and, or is it is it is it materials that go out in the mail? What all stuff goes out to to recruits? How mm-hmm. does that work? Um, that also kind of depends on the time of year, but I would say probably ninety percent of it is just supporting the coaches and um, maybe you know it can depend on the kid too. We kind of have a weekly rotation that we'll get into of, um, you know, maybe some common messages that we're trying to hit. Um, and some of those will turn into our mailers that then, um, obviously right now we're not sending out any mail cause no one's in the office. Um, so it's all electronic, but, um, it could be anything from putting a kid in our Jersey and helping him visualize, you know, a certain aspect of playing here. It could be, um, here's our academic center and here's our plan to keep you on track academically, get your degree. If that's something it's kind of individualized to the kids, but a lot of it is um, just like I would check with the SIDs kind of for um, storylines and concepts on that side. A lot of it on the recruiting side is just being in touch with the coaches and knowing who we're recruiting and um, maybe what aspects of our program they're really trying to play up to certain kids. And so then we can kind of, go from there and use our creative skills to maybe help them visualize it in that way. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it is more just relationships I think yeah. on that side. So we can kind of support them in that, but I would say there's like a graphic that we've made. That's just been so life changing that a kid immediately commits or anything like that. So that, that would be ama- a lot of it's just more consistency. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing if you, if you were able to find that, that seems like a world that, yeah. you know, e- even since I, so I've been, I've been in media and covering this stuff for about, I, I don't know, coming up on like nine years now. And that seems mm-hmm. like a world, even in the last few years that has really blown up and taken off. And I don't know if that's only on the recruiting side or if that's because of the way social media has evolved. Have you noticed that as well being mm-hmm. in this for a few years? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think it's so important. I think kind of like what you said at the beginning, maybe fans don't realize how important it is or, um, I guess all of the work that goes into putting out, you know, what everything that goes into our brand, whether that's, you know, very publicly on social media, whether that's just in helping our coaches. But I think um, the impact of it has been huge. I think it's only going to get bigger. Um, it's something that we've had conversations about. How do we, you know, implement some of these, um, I guess, concepts and processes and resources, not just for, our football and our basketball programs, but at the department level, you know, how do we make sure that um, if women's tennis is bringing in somebody from overseas that we have pictures and videos and things that we can, you know, have available for them to either send that recruit or um, prep for a potential visit. And so it's still, obviously the pandemic has kind of put a lot of those conversations on hold, but Mm -hmm. it's something that every sport, um, is feeling the effects of and is kind of trying to figure out how to implement it the best way. Obviously, football is kind of getting to that arms race territory where yeah. it's just so big and so massive. And um, 
basketball, I wouldn't say it's quite there yet, at least not on our side. But um, now the question is, how do we get everybody those resources? Yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting because I, I watch I watch the video you did for the for the seniors and it was really good. And you you look at it and you're like, there's that has to take so much time. Do you how overwhelmed do you get by like the the number of highlights that are out there, the number of because there was mm-hmm. some I think there was some voiceover stuff there. Like how, just how do you get your arms wrapped around all this content and then distill it into this? four minute video or two minute clip or, or whatever. How, mm-hmm. Is there, is there a way that you guys kind of organize that? Um, it, it kind of depends on the project. So my background is in my degrees in production. Um, I went to Oklahoma state, I got a sports media degree and then you can emphasize, you know, in certain tracks. And so mine was production. So I've been making videos and editing and shooting since I was, I think like 12 or 13 years old. Um, So that's kind of the area that comes more naturally to me when I have to do like a big graphic design project or sometimes like big photography things, I'll call in backup from other people in the department to make sure. um, Because that's the photography and design side I learned completely on YouTube. I had no prior experience in that. Um, But video is where, that's where I kind of thrive. So depending on how long the video is going to be, like something like the voiceover, usually Stephen Howard and like for that um, senior video, Stephen Howard and I kind of got together and said, okay, this is the message that we want to send. Um, we think Keontae would do a great job because he had been a part of our mm. final four um, uniform reveal. And so um, we knew that he would do a great job. And when he read the first line of the voiceover, we were like, okay, this was a great choice. Like, <laughs> um, Cause he's awesome. But um, so Stephen is um, obviously a writer. So he kind of, we'll get the script together and then I might tweak a couple things just to make it easier to read out loud, that kind of thing. And then um, for something like the senior video, a lot of it is just, I shoot those guys all year. So I kind of know, okay, here's what we have of this, this, and this guy, here's what we have of this kind of event or footage or things like that. And so I can kind of be making notes, things like that. Something like a season recap takes a lot more, outlining and planning and um, Mm -hmm. making sure that we get, you know, all the right plays in there and the high points and all that. But um, something like the senior video, that's maybe a little bit more, it's less about like the, um, the highlights and the historical aspect. It's more about like the emotional side. Those are a little bit easier for me because I kind of know what shots I want to include going in. And then it's just kind of a matter of putting them all in the right order. So something like the senior video, we actually got together in like, two hours because we weren't able to get Keontae until Friday afternoon. So that one came together super quickly, but (laughs) something like a season recap takes several days, if not like a full week. So it kind of depends on the project. So the, the 1995 deal, because I I, I think you were in charge or at least working on that uniform Mm -hmm. reveal and kind of everything that Mm -hmm. went along with that. What, what was that like? Was that a, was that a thing that you guys worked together with Nike or was that something that, okay. Tell tell me about how that That came about. So that has a lot of moving parts um, and it starts with actually our equipment manager, Wes. So he is the one working with Nike, um, obviously coordinating like the shipments and making sure that it stays hidden in the equipment room and all that good stuff. And so um, I actually, um, I started that conversation or, you know, we all started kind of talking about that probably before the season even started because we knew the uniforms would be there. We knew that that was going to be, kind of a big deal and um so my husband actually is our he works in our um broadcasting department over in orange power studios okay 
And so he and I, sometimes we try to set good boundaries, but it doesn't always work. And so <laughs> over dinner, over dinner one night, we were talking about the uniform and we were just like, how can we, you know, make something cool? But we knew we were going to have to shoot it in the middle of the season. So we couldn't, you know, travel somewhere cool and do a big whole production day. We kind of had to contain it a little bit. And so we started talking about what we remember from that final four. Obviously we were both very, very young at that time. So we weren't alive, but kind of the enduring like image of it is um, the shattered backboard yeah. and broken glass everywhere. Yeah. And so I was like, is there fake, do they make fake shattered glass? Is that a thing that you can buy? And sure enough for like haunted houses and stuff, they make fake shattered glass that is like rubber. <laughs> so it's not going to, cause I, I knew if we scratched an inch on that floor yeah. that I would never forgive myself. Yeah. So I was like, we got to find a solution. <laughs> so um, we ended up ordering a bunch of fake glass on uh, Amazon and, you know, kind of scattering it everywhere on the floor. And that kind of became our piece. Um, and then from there, it was just making sure that um, we had, that's one, you know, we don't do a ton of like secretive crazy stuff, but uniform reveals are the one thing that we try to keep under wraps as mm -hmm. much as we can. So we had managers there guarding the door. Um, I had one manager on phone duty so the guys couldn't get their uniform until they put their phone in a bucket. And <laughs> we almost made it through the whole shoot with no one taking a selfie. And then Wendy Waters couldn't help himself. He took one. So uh, we had to make sure that that got deleted and didn't get posted anywhere. But um, we were able to keep it under wraps and then obviously incorporate the photo and the video elements and do a, what I thought ended up being a really cool rollout um, with the retail piece from Nike and all of that, too. So. Um, that was a really fun project. Yeah, it it was awesome. The fake glass on Amazon. I the, my uh, my recent searches have not led me to to fake glass on Amazon, <laughs> but maybe. Well, we we had trouble cleaning it all up, and so we called um, a facility staffer, and they came in and they thought it was real, and they were like, "What did you guys do?" And so I was like, <laughs> "Okay, well." Very glad that it looks that real, but I promise it's just rubber. It's not going to scratch anything. So uh, <laughs> they were very relieved about that. That's great. Uh, I want to know where, yeah. where you get, because, you know, sometimes in even in writing and, and podcasting, I like to go just outside of sports, like just just mm -hmm. read fiction, read just anything that's not sports to get yeah. to get inspiration to to. I don't know, just kind of renew my mind. It, it, where do mm -hmm. you get inspiration from? Where do you, when you need something, when you need something to just fire you up, wh where do you get that from mm -hmm. and what does that look like? Um, that's a good question. I think a big source of it is um, just seeing creative that other schools whose work I admire and kind of being able to pull from their experiences and, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to make some friends around the Big 12 at some of the other programs. And so we're always kind of sharing work back and forth and seeing what the other ones do. And so um, sometimes I'll see something they do and I'm like, wow, that is really cool how they captured that. I want to try to capture something similar for our team or something like that. Um, sometimes it's not even sports related. I'll just um, every once in a while, like if a close friend of mine is graduating or something, I'll, you know, take their senior pictures or something. So sometimes it's just kind of exercising the skills that I have, but not on sports that'll then, you know, spark something or help me have an idea within sports. Um, sometimes it's just getting outside and going for a walk um, just to get away from the computer for a little bit. <laughs> but um, that's the one thing about this job. You can't really force the creativity. You kind of have to wait till, 
that inspiration strikes. So sometimes it can come from a couple different places. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, well, I got a, I got a few just like quick hits here. You can just give me a quick answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has okay. your Who has your dream job? Ooh, I don't know because this kind of was my dream job. Mm. Uh, so I that's a really good question. I don't know if I have a good answer for you. How you How did you end? This is not a quick one, but it just reminded me of it. How yeah. did you end up with this job? Um, it was kind of a weird just timing and luck situation where um, I was over in uh, football for two years. I was a video producer over there, um, and I'd kind of been learning a little bit more about photography and design and um, been envisioning more of a, I guess, like social-centric role that wasn't just all video all the time because it can get really exhausting to just do the same thing over and over again. And so um, the person that had this job, um, he was a really great guy named Jeff and he ended up um, having to move away. And so it was one of those things where my boss, Kevin was like, if you think you want this job, tell me in 24 hours. And I was like, <laughs> well, okay. So um, I called a couple of friends and, you know, from around the industry and my parents and just tried to get some advice. And basically everyone was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? That's, you know, it's a great job. I get to manage some interns and I get to kind of flex a lot of different creative muscles. So um, it was a really quick transition, but I'm really, really glad that yeah. I ended up where I did. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Next one. This is a, a quick one again. Do you prefer just the, uh, I guess, shooting, uh, videoing uh, football or basketball? Um, I like basketball because it's inside. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the right answer. Uh, what is yeah. your what's your favorite Oklahoma State memory? So, uh, just game moment from Ooh. a game all time. Um, all time is tough because I grew up coming to football games. So I was here in 2011 for Bedlam. Mm. Uh, it's it's hard to top that as an all time, but I will say, I think my favorite basketball memory was us beating South Carolina last year. Uh, just because that was kind of, I think, our first big win in the conference season. And um, obviously, it's coach's alma mater, and it was Remember the Ten. And so it was kind of a special day on a lot of accounts that ended up coming together really nicely. So um, that's a hard question. I grew up a fan, so I have a lot of answers for that one. Yeah, you said last year, and I I thought – that it feels like the South Carolina game was like 15 years ago during this pandemic. Right. <laughs> uh, I, had to, I had to think about it really quick. So. Uh, okay. Last one. Your favorite athlete yeah. all time outside of Oklahoma state. Like, so non OSU athlete. Uh, Dirk. I grew up in Dallas. So he is my childhood hero. My office is full of Dirk memorabilia and math stuff. Yeah. He's, he's kind of the man. What, what uh, high school in <laughs> yeah. Dallas did you go to? Uh, Frisco Liberty. Okay. My mom still teaches in Frisco actually. So that's awesome. I'm in, uh, yeah. our family's in Richardson right now. So, Oh, okay. Very yeah. cool. Uh, well, Courtney, Hey, thanks for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah. I know that, I know that people are interested in just kind of this side of things and, you know, don't get to see it a lot, but it's fun to kind of, kind of pull back the curtain and, and see the, uh, the fake glass on Amazon, so to speak. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I just want to encourage you. You've done, you've done great work. Uh, your entire team has, and it's been fun to, to consume that and to, to see it. And, uh, yeah, I wish you the best for, for the rest of the year. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thanks Courtney. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was Courtney Bay, creative director at Oklahoma state. She had a ton of good stuff to say. And I'll get to my one big takeaway here in a, here in a minute. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I kind of want to 
you know, as, as I was, t- as we were talking, I kind of thought about this. There's so many people, and I kind of alluded to this off the top, but there's so many people in the Oklahoma state world that, that you and I never see, and we don't know who they are. Um, they're not, you know, running for 125 yards on a Saturday. They're not, you know, racking up eight assists on a Tuesday night against Iowa State. Their name's not in the box score, but they do make this world go. And I think Courtney is emblematic of that. And I hope that that conversation with her kind of just shines a light on how many people there are like that within the OSU world. And, you know, I I don't know that we're going to have everybody in the athletic department on this podcast, but I did want to kind of shine a light on that, especially during some of this downtime, some of this uh, pandemic time, just to just as a reminder of how many people are, are are deeply involved in making the Oklahoma State experience good for fans and good for current players and good for future players. Uh, so yeah, I, that that was, I mean, part of my goal in doing this was just wanting to talk to her about her job. But I think that was a little bit the other part of it. So let's hear from Chris's one more time, then we'll come back with my big takeaway from talking to Courtney Bay. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, a big takeaway from talking to Courtney Bay today was obviously ordering fake glass on Amazon for a photo and video shoot. That is a level of commitment that is <laughs> incredible. I did not, maybe that got written about or or talked about. I missed it. If it did, I apologize. But, you know, she was right about the 1995 thing because that, you know, the the final four that year, Oklahoma State did not play a great game against UCLA. And they kind of got, they got smoked a little bit at the end there before UCLA went on to win it all. But the two things that are kind of culturally just easy to remember are one, big country, right? shattering the glass and then two uh toothless in seattle scott pierce losing his tooth now obviously you can't spread a bunch of teeth all over the floor so the glass was was the obvious uh well it wasn't obvious but it was it was the the only choice out of those two and i thought they did a great job with it and i think it really speaks to not just the creativity there but again just the links that people that you don't know and you don't see on a day-to-day basis will go to provide you with a good Oklahoma State experience and so I thought that was really cool the other thing that she said that stuck out to me was just how I can't remember the phrasing exactly I think she said something like we do stuff for recruits on Instagram because that's where they are and we do stuff for our fans on Twitter because that's where they are and I'm curious if that is solely a an age divide and if you know, I, I started to think about even my job is, is do we need to be like making more content for Instagram? It kind of, sometimes it feels like that. Like is, is Instagram going to be bigger than even having a website in 10 years? I, I don't know if any, or something that hasn't even been created yet going to be bigger than Instagram. Obviously nobody has 
the right answers to those questions, even if there are right answers. But it is something that I start to think about of like, oh, you know, this is there's just so many different things to think about. And, and, and the speed with which all of this moves is staggering. I mean, to go back to when I started this site in 2011 and think about where technology and, and social media and stuff was then compared to now, it feels like a different century. So yeah, that was just something interesting that she said that that uh, will definitely be a takeaway for me. So thanks again to Courtney for coming on. She gave us a ton of time. I really appreciate that. We will be back later in the week. We've got a big uh, Oklahoma State coach lined up to talk to about his quarantine time. We've got OKC Dave lined up at the end of the week as well. He did a great job putting together a, kind of a coronavirus survey for Oklahoma State fans. I, I posted on Monday, some of my thoughts about the results of that survey he did as well. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. And I believe Carson Cunningham will be back later in the week as well. So as always, I appreciate everybody listening. Check out the forum, forum forum.pistolsfiringblog.com. We're giving away a bunch of stuff every Friday uh, of coronavirus time. So we'll see you over there and talk to you soon.